Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is an AFL podcast. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So, Brenton, you got a highlight of the week past? Yeah, I do, actually. And, I mean, start of the AFL season coming around, and the last couple of years, big underdog seasons in not only AFL but sport, and do you ever need a sign for underdogs getting up? Old Vlad Putin gets another win in the, in the <laughs> Russian election. Who would have thought? <laughs> Did not see that one coming. <laughs> uh, have you seen the completely non-suspicious uh, ways that they cheated the voting on Reddit? Oh, with the balloons in front of the cameras and shit like that? Yeah, and the guy that just didn't have balloons literally has the most quintessential KGB gangster leather jacket on, facing the polling booths, pulls something out of his jacket, puts it in there, turns around... <laughs> Pulls another one out, <laughs> chucks that one in there. <laughs> I don't know why they they even bother. Like, no, exactly. Um, yeah, uh, here's the election. Putin was one. Uh, just leave it. We we know. Yeah. So yeah, Josh, chuck a chuck a lazy tenner on North. I think they're going to get up, mate. <laughs> I just I, I know you can gamble just about anything. I wonder if anyone was taking bets on no. the Russian. <laughs> no. You see, if they're putting a dollar one, that's an investment. <laughs> I. Why? I mean, it's a one percent yeah. return. I'll, I'll take a guaranteed one percent return every day of the week. I'm going to say that the government should have put money on it. Then, yeah, I mean, <laughs> here's a trillion dollars. Just because you win doesn't mean you're getting paid out. <laughs> that too. Mm-hmm. That too. So, Josh, you got a highlight for the week past? Um, for me, it was uh, the the synchronization of the AFL start of the season and the Grand Prix itself. Um, being able to have both of those on show. I think it's brilliant. It's last, a big week, isn't it? Yeah. The last uh, couple of GPs ready. have been like uh, either early or <laughs> at a time where there's no footy on. So I, I, for me, it makes sense for the AFL to sync with it because they're not competing. Like, no. People aren't going to go, well, I'm either going to get the footy or the Grand Prix this weekend. No. And you're in the city, you know, Albert Park kind of thing, close enough. Yep. Free tram back up to the G. You can go see a game, you know, Friday night, Saturday night, uh, there is one on Sunday, but not at the G on Saturday night. But you no. can go to the Eddie Hat on yeah. on, yeah. Uh, on also, Thursday, uh, Friday night. Also, with the launch of AFLX, trying to get that international community involved. That's when the international community comes to Melbourne. Um, in between, you know, uh, Australian Open, uh, Aussie Millions, and F One. Hmm. Aussie Millions, yeah, I forgot about that. It's still going on, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's more January, not yeah. Yeah. With uh, the Open. Yeah. It'd be interesting to get the actual numbers of how many international people come to visit which. Because obviously, you know, Aussie Millions mm. is going to have oh, a small amount of travellers. I'd say under 100. Yeah, yeah. But it's the tennis and, yeah. you know, and but, it's a spillover. I mean, the tennis only attracts 30,000. It's over a longer period of time. Yeah. Whereas the F1's yeah. only four days, but they get 200 plus. And I mean, if you take into account everyone who's got a stake in the poker players at Melbourne, it's like <laughs> quadrupled for international action. Exactly. Um, all right, so last week we uh, had the first couple of loose units, and I actually got some good feedback um, from that one really? on the various places. Um, some of the, the Russian hockey one got cut off, but that's just oh, life. But anyway, oh, goddamn Putin. <laughs> it's basically the election in hockey form. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, Brenton, so we've been hacked. <laughs> it could have been. Cambridge Analytica <laughs> has jumped on Facebook. I, I, I did notice that our podcast was taken off Facebook, so they've they've got us there too. No, it wasn't so much taken off as I hadn't bothered to put it on there. No. Um, but uh, this week, Brenton's got his loose unit, so we, we'll lead off with that before we get into the footy. Yeah, so um, I think people listening to this podcast are obviously are big fans of sport, and everyone watches some sort of sport, and at some point you think... I could do that. I mean, you've seen Lindsay Thomas line up for goal and going, fuck, I can kick this one. Yep. At no point do you actually seriously consider going, all right, well, the first step in this is putting on some boots, going down to local grade and seeing how far I can get. So uh, this one is for the armchair experts and for the people whose uh, talent and ambition was never there, but their um, will to try and succeed <clears throat> wouldn't be suppressed. Um, so we're going with 2018 Winter Olympic hero, Elizabeth Sweeney. Um <coughs> I thought you were going to go Steve Bradbury. I guess I had a couple of different names in my head that, who this could have been. But uh, anyway, no, on well, you go. We'll get to the bottom of this one. Um, so Elizabeth Sweeney was born on the 30th of July 1984 in the United States, which will be very important, um, to second-generation uh, Hungarian immigrant mother and a, a father who immigrated from Venezuela. So immigrant mentality That's exactly right, right from the get-go. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, but speaks perfect um, fluent US, so doesn't need... Uh, <laughs> fluent US. Fluent, fluent US. <laughs> doesn't need well, Joey to jump in there and let's be honest it's different than Queen's English so it doesn't need a translator like Mackenzie Dern (laughs) also born in the US (laughs) somehow it's gotten a lot worse in the last few years Um, she graduated high school in 2002 Uh, not a lot of information on Elizabeth during high school I could find Uh, so let's just say that she was probably tried to be valedictorian um, top of the class captain of the sports team and probably went somewhere in the middle of all of those right without really succeeding so the story starts from yeah graduating in 2002 Um, now after graduating most students they look to either try and get a job or continue their studies in university or college as they call it in America um, Elizabeth, she decided to just get straight down to business and attempt both. Now, she was a person who went to great lengths to cover as many bases as possible in order to achieve her dreams. Jack of all trades. Yep. She had a lot of dreams too. There's, there's a lot <laughs> going on with this girl. Um, <clears throat> usually at once. After high school, she applied. I've known a few girls like that. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, but her dreams were a bit more lofty than trying to suck off every bloke in the pub and um, be a hairdresser. Yeah. Random, <laughs> did you see the bloke who uh, got charged with getting sucked off in the train? I did not. Uh, Sydney to Wollongong train. This bloke's in there and, you know, it's late night, whatever, and this bird's who apparently is a fair How sort. did he get charged with it? That's, <laughs> this bird's apparently a fair sort and she started having a bit of a bit of a flick of the old bean and uh, he's looking on thinking, well, this is... Bit of a free show, and she, she said something like, uh, "Can I suck you off? It's my birthday." Oh, okay, and look, I don't think many men are going to really uh, hold him to account for this. Yes, so she's had a crack, and he didn't realise that there's security cameras on all the trains. So when he's gone to get off the train, the security's waiting for him, and he was expecting a high five. Yeah, and they've slapped him in cuffs. Jesus, um, and he did an interview, and he's like. I thought they were going to congratulate me, but instead they arrested me, and he was genuinely surprised. I mean, more concern is that this this girl's uh, idea of a birthday present, I'm really concerned about her childhood. Well, oh, what? Are you thinking <laughs> daddy issues are involved? <laughs> what makes you say that? All right, on with the story. Anyway, so yeah. After high school, Elizabeth, uh, she applied and was accepted into Berkeley University in California. It was so quite prestigious. Very good school. Yeah. Um, very liberal you know, school. Is that where Elizabeth Berkeley's from? Um, I don't know. But she, she, not content with one major, she went for a triple major in political economy, political science, and German, while also completing a so, minor... So, in, triple unemployed. Pretty much. Well, I think like... Uh, a, 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 
a degree in um, political economy, that's just like professional bribe-taking or something like that, surely. What is political economy? Well, is it meant to be economics? I think political economy and... What was the other one? Political science? Political science. And German. And German. So she's probably full-time trying to get uh, Greece out of German's pocket. Probably. At least she wasn't going for an arts degree because it didn't go so well for those Germans with arts degrees. Anyways. Hmm. And yeah, uh, and completed a minor in history of the built environment. So, I mean, Berkeley, pretty prestigious school, but there's some suspect degrees going around there. That's three with a minor. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Anyway, not content with that. So, at the ripe old age of 19, and with nearly a whole semester of political undergraduate education behind her, Elizabeth decided that she would run for governor of California. Of course you would. Yep. Fair play. Being being California, and obviously liberal and forward-thinking ideas were the base of everyone's campaign... And as such, experience not really negative when going for going for any job in in California or in politics. Oh, that's exactly right. So anyone can get the top job, and actually, several candidates uh, actually had zero political experience. Was that the year Gary Coleman was going for it? Probably. That's, I think there was one yes. year they had over a hundred. Yeah. yeah, right. I I think that's great. They're all dreaming. They're all there. and then Arnold Schwarzenegger comes in. And he's like, yeah. able to do it. Yeah. And anyway, after a hard-fought campaign, I'm guessing couldn't find out much about <laughs> her campaign, and with a budget of nothing. And that, once again, didn't find anything about her budget, but she's a first-year undergraduate student. Mm. Generally, I mean, anyone who's been a student knows that first year, your possessions consist of six packets of meagerang, stolen stationery, and half a box of wine. And if she's doing a triple degree, a triple major over there, she's already about 120 right. grand in debt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, zero political experience, um, zero money, um, not much of a campaign plan, campaign platform. Uh, she lost out to another campaign with zero political experience, and so Arnold Schwarzenegger was elected governor of California. Now, one of her pro- professors, Rick Pizer, describes Sweeney as a delightful student, very motivated, she does very well. She was well-liked by her peers and was one of the guys. Now, where some people see insults, gender assumptions, and political incorrect terminology, Elizabeth sees opportunity. Right. So... Probably blaming her loss in the election on the patriarchy. I don't know. I'm just having a guess. <laughs> Couldn't actually find any media quotes from her about why she lost the election. Um, I mean, they're probably not out there. Uh, she decides that she'll try out for the Berkeley men's rowing team. Okay. Um, I see a problem here. Yeah. No, I'll let you continue. We'll, we'll, we'll find out if the problem comes to fruition. Yep. So, to everyone's surprise but hers, she gets a seat. <laughs> this, is, this is the first W in Elizabeth Swainy's career. <laughs> Fair and- play. Probably the first W in the men's rowing team too, I imagine. This is true. Is um, she the one facing the opposite direction so all the blokes are ogling her? 100% correct, yep. Which, is, <laughs> which I happen to know is called the Cox. It is. She she won the position of Coxwain, where she gets to have a megaphone, face of the way, do <laughs> fuck all work, and, and yell, yell at everyone. Seems like but, a Berkeley position, let's be honest. But the fact she's smaller, would that be a benefit? Because the cost is lighter. Yeah, Weight-wise, I'd yeah. imagine so. Yeah. I, I think the coach of the Berkeley Rose team is old mate uh, Smokey Eunuch. <laughs> <laughs> Could very well be. And it, it paid dividends. They actually won the won the Pac-10 championship. Okay, so that's the Pacific, uh, Pacific yeah, yeah, division. And that's their area in, in America. And I mean, rowing is very private school sport. It's, yes. it's not like, you mm-hmm. know, you grow up in the Bronx and you're going for the rowing team. So I, I'm guessing it's something they look forward to it. I, th- I think it's it's bigger in the like the UK schools. Mm-hmm. So the Ivy League yeah, schools right. have adopted it. I think it's what um, cyclists who don't like lattes do. No, yeah, it's the same, um, same. Same lycra. Yeah, same lycra. Um, so, anyway, Elizabeth, Elizabeth went into postgraduate studies, and in 2009, she but, came. Well, well, uh, hold up, hold up, hold up there. 
postgraduate studies. Yeah. Implies that she graduated. She did. She graduated uh, all three degrees and oh, her- Really? And her, all three majors and her oh, minor right. in uh, where history of the built environment. So, <laughs> sounds like she's a bit of a fucking genius then. She's done a lot of work, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, on merit too. And so she must, she must have had a sky high credit rating just to be able to afford that and then go straight into post credit because they need to get actual well, bank loans I, in the US. I, I think yeah. you're, you're underestimating the uh, rowing scholarship that she could have been on. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, you know, she's already done pretty much everything at, at Berkeley. So, next logical step is you do your postgraduate at Harvard. Of course you do. Um, so, 2009, she completed a master's degree in real estate studies at Harvard University. Real estate studies. Real estate. Okay. So, so that's the, the third, fourth thing she studied at university. Yep. Um, well, plus, I guess history of the built environment. Now let's sell the future of the built plus environment. Plus dominated men's coxswain rowing. <laughs> yes. Um, I thought I was the only one that had an intergender chairmanship to my name. Oh, there's, there's well, many out there. Smaller cox is better. Yeah. And in Andy Kaufman. Instance. I thought it was me, Andy Kaufman. Now Elizabeth Sweeney, apparently. Hey, I was like netball, mixed netball champion one year. Well, that's Cop true. that. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. While at Harvard, she volunteered as the assistant coach for their track and field team. Um, I don't know if, like, you just show up. I don't know if they were told her to leave. Um, no history in, in, you know, running, well, but I'm guessing not many what Harvard do. i got to say, I don't know much either about Harvard, but I don't know if they're, that's what they, their claim to fame is, their Probably track and running. field team. Uh, I bet you there's a few. Yeah. They've got a football team there, yeah? Yeah, they do, but... Yeah, I mean... So I assume, you know, one feeds into the other. Yeah, exactly. It would be more impressive if she was on the debating team, let's yeah, be honest. yes. Um, so, uh, in the NCAA Div 1 East Regional Track and Field Championships, women's team finished equal 31st out of 50, with points okay. total of six. So, so I mean, that's uh, oh, C. Well, she was assistant, so maybe if they gave her the top job, they would have done better. Yeah, exactly. The patriarchy that, slowing that, down. That, that's purely what I take from that. Yeah. So, this concludes um, Elizabeth's... Uh, Postgraduate studies. Uh, let's be honest. Her post high school has been pretty fucking good so far. It has been good, and she's obviously she's amazing. You know, put her her fingers in well, a lot of different pies, and I, I don't know about amazing. It's been what, what, very been, busy for some decent results. Three degrees and one extra masters from Harvard. Exactly. I'm, I'm calling that a fucking amazing. Yeah, exactly. But she, she like that's it's, a qualification. It's more than us three together combined. <laughs> True. That's a qualification, but she hasn't really leveraged that into opportunity yet. But yes, here we go. Brings us to our next next question. I'm going to pose to you. So, with a degree in political economics, political science, German, a minor in history of built environment, and a master's of real estate, what's the next logical step? What Gen- do you do? Gender studies. You keep studying, do you? Big brother. Big brother. <laughs> <laughs> Reality TV. <laughs> the correct answer is Elizabeth moved to Silicon Valley to try her hand in the IT industry. Of course, yes. Okay. Oh, Farmer wants a wife was my next one. She got a job as a software engineer recruiter for Thumbtack. Okay. Software engineer recruiter. I don't know how that makes sense, but I'm guessing, obviously, at Berkeley and Harvard, you probably need some hackers or something and well, I move guess, down to San Fran. I guess for them, if they turn up and can actually converse with a real live woman, they get hired. That'll fucking cut the uh, pool down real fast. Yep. Well, I mean... Maybe she could have been. She was had some pretty good credentials on her resume with being coxswain for the men's yeah. team. So yeah. maybe she just alpha mailed her way into that beta male environment. I, I could I could see it happening. Maybe she turned up with a boat. So sitting uh, at the Thumbtack offices in Silicon Valley with all this history behind her, Elizabeth couldn't help but try and achieve or think about her lifelong dream of being an Olympian. Hang on, how many lifelong dreams has she had? Well, 
she's 25 or 24 or something at this stage. So, For I mean, somebody who doesn't seem to sleep, she has a lot of dreams. Let's be honest, you have way more dreams between zero and that age than you do from that age to 50. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> they sort of wean out. Yeah, yeah. I feel like once you're over 40, you dream about the sweet release of death. Yeah. And, I mean, Coxwain, men's team, they obviously have rowing at the Olympics. I remember this because that Aussie lady who lay down spell halfway oh. through one of the fucking See, I, competitions. I got caned for giving her a hiding. And people are like, oh, you know, she was spent like, fuck off. I I disagree completely that she was spent because she's done that event hundreds of times. Yeah. yeah. And you've got three other girls in the boat who are going that one stroke more. It was 12 years ago. I've yeah. got over it, to be honest. No, I'm still pissed off. Elizabeth was, she com- get fucked. Elizabeth was competing with the men. She didn't give up. Right. Yeah. She wasn't rowing, yeah. but hey. <laughs> she was no lay down Sally. Um, so anyway, with her, sorry for that poor bitch. Though. With her history, dreams of being in the Olympics. Um, what do you reckon she tries out for? Well, she, I mean, rowing was the obvious place to start, and she was rowing. on the track and field coach. So uh, curling. Yeah, I was going to say curling too. I think uh, that makes the most sense. Archery. To me. Well, obviously, you you go to be a pilot in the bobsled team, don't you? Well, I mean, if you've seen Cool Runnings the morning before, that's what you're going to exactly go do. Exactly right. I mean, is she, she going to face backwards? Logical steps isn't really a key factor in her career progression with uh, with old Elizabeth. And anyway, <clears throat> she says, "I was watching the Olympics in 2006. The sport I did mostly in college was rowing. I was the coxswain for the crew team, and I steered the boat. I was watching bobsledding and thought maybe I could be a bobsledder because the steering is really similar." Really. Yeah, well, you go left and right. That's steering. Yep. Well, but in the rowing, you go fucking straight. Yep. Like, there's there's not a lot of steering. Yeah, yeah but if you... You pretty d- much set it at the start, like, if there's a slight cross breeze, and pretty much just go. Yeah, and then, but if you go left, then you've got to make sure that it goes back right. So, as we figured out, turns it. out it's not. <laughs> <laughs> turns out there's no fucking correlation at all. I, I kind of thought that might have been the case, to be honest. <laughs> So, um, yeah, Elizabeth, she was told that she was too small and not strong enough for the position. I tried to get recruited by the U.S. bobsled. <laughs> I tried to get recruited by the U.S. bobsled and skeleton federation. And they were like, eh, you're a little too small to be a bobsledder, but what about you come down to our elite development camp in Lake Placid and try skeleton? Oh, dear fucking God. Now, skeleton, is that the one where you lie face down? Face head first? Head yes. first, yeah. So for those that don't know... It's death. It's like luge, except you you go face first. So if you crash, instead of breaking your legs, you die. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm guessing there's not too many volunteers for a skeleton. I reckon you try luge first, and then, you know, if you don't make it, then you go, oh, fuck it, may as well throw the dice and go skeleton. Well, many comedians have made the observation that skeleton looks like the one event you could be good at against your will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and to me, it, it always... Um, <clears throat> I remember when swimming, you'd uh, push off the wall and have your chin just a little bit above the uh, the bottom of the pool kind of thing. Yeah. But doing that at 110 kilometres an hour. Yeah. I mean, even when you go down the water slide, you still go feet first and then yeah. you try, hey, <laughs> hey, I dare you to go face first, mate. Um, yeah, I can't imagine the junior ranks are packed in the skeleton division. Let's be honest. Parents aren't sending the kids down a mountain face first. No. So, Yeah. Gets invited to come down to Lake Placid for the elite development camp. Defeated but undeterred, and on the advice of someone who really shouldn't be giving out advice, <laughs> Elizabeth decided to try her hand at the hand at the skeleton event. I thought who that was, was giving out advice, Christopher Reeves. It was someone who was desperate to fill a spot in the skeleton <laughs> team. <laughs> I got my own lycra. Oh, okay, you're in. <laughs> I thought that was really exciting. She said, "I got to spend <laughs> I got to spend a week at the Olympic Training Center." While training on the skeleton track at the Utah Olympic Park in 2010, the water ramps caught Swainy's eye, leading her to begin pursuing two sports. Of course. 
So, yeah. She, I'm, I'm not surprised she didn't start with three sports at least. Well, exactly. She's already nailed the skeleton event. Yeah. Um, she's the only person there, so no competition. Already number one. She plays the violin or something too, doesn't she? In, in junior school, primary school, definitely. Let's add that in there. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't find much about that one. So, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll treat it as fact. Anyway. So, um, <clears throat> while training, yes. While training at the park, yes. She, the jumps caught her, caught her eye. The water ramps are really close to the skeleton track at the Utah Olympic Park, she said. I was always watching those. I actually did them a few days in 2007, and then, beginning in the summer of 2010, I just started training there as much as possible, three or four days a week. Now, it must be said that um, her favorite her role model in the Olympics was uh, someone, Yamaguchi, who was an American figure skater. Sounds American. Who, like, okay. Won a medal in, like, 98 or something like that. Fair enough. Um, so, when she was a, a young girl, her dad actually put her into ice skating lessons in order to try and achieve her goal. Right. With Tonya Harding. Yeah. She'd do, like, 30-minute lesson every week. Had no idea that proper Olympic skaters would skate every single day for yeah. six or seven yeah. hours. Mm. Um, didn't really realize that until many, many years afterwards. Hang on. When's, uh, when's the AFLW draft? Um, so, I think this bitch is involved. She's, <laughs> she's still got ambitions. She's still young, yeah. too. Um, so, shortly after post-grad, she moved to Park City full-time. I really like it here. It's great, she said. I feel like Park City is a great place to pursue both of these sports. Okay. Yeah, I mean, everyone's heard of Park City Skeleton and, and freestyle skiing, jumping <laughs> wasn't, program. I've got, I've wasn't got the shirt. Wasn't that the city from Grand Theft Auto 4? I think, actually, Park City. Sounds like it was. I'll run with that, yeah. She, so, she joined Grand Theft Auto So with Cousin Nico. She's decided to, you know, really focus her attention on Olympic Dream. Um, after completing five, four, four majors and an undergraduate and a career in Silicon Valley, yep. she's moved to uh, Park City full-time to try and be an Olympian. Hey, um, this sounds like the plot to Black Lightning. Black Lightning, what's that? <clears throat> the Netflix show. The oh, DC Black- superhero. Oh, oh, right. I thought it meant Black Mirror. Oh, right. No, no, no. <laughs> Probably close to Black Mirror. <laughs> no, he's a... He's a all right, so like she- you got a degree and then superpowers and Olympian and yeah, I'm I'm not full through the series, so I can't say what happens next. So she starts her Olympic dream in earnest in 2013, and originally tried to qualify for the Sochi Winter Olympics for the Venezuelan national team in the sport of skeleton. Venezuelan, Venezuelan, yeah. All right, so old man's Venezuelan. I would have thought not a lot of competition in the Venezuelan skeleton. Well, in fact, she was the only person in Venezuela competing in the I, sport. I thought that might be the case. I think the Australian skeleton team is kind of in the same zone. Yeah. So she had zero competition to make the national Olympic team, uh, and this- she had her own skeleton. She, well, she did. Two well, of them, I suppose. Well, allegedly. Allegedly. Well, uh, this was not unheard of, explained CBS reporter Peter Blackburn. A lot of athletes do that, where they grew up in one place, but they represent another country because it actually increases their chances of going to the games. No shit. But those athletes are usually higher skilled and some sort of world-class athlete. <laughs> Elizabeth, however, was not. Regardless of how good a sport you are in your chosen country, the Olympics, they, they still require athletes to qualify via events held through the skeleton season. Oh, there's some fucking shonky shit that goes on there, though. Yep. So, off Elizabeth goes to New Zealand to begin the process of qualifying for Olympics in either skeleton or freestyle skiing halfpipe. Now that she's committed to both. Uh, freestyle uh, skiing halfpipe. Right, so, so that was the ramps now. She, okay. it, was, it was the water ramps, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I've, I've seen the halfpipe snowboarding, and that's yep. dangerous. The yep. freestyle skiing halfpipe is more dangerous, strangely fucking enough. Fucking insane, yeah. I mean, but she's coming from skeleton, so, you know... <laughs> 
Maybe they just needed someone to fill in that spot too in the team. I mean, the the, the Park City team. Do you reckon someone should have introduced her to like they have a biathlon at um, the Olympic uh, Winter Olympics or the is it the not the decathlon? What do they call the the women's the heptathlon? Heptathlon, yeah. yeah. That way she could do multiple sports and still compete in one. Yeah, I mean, she was in Utah. I'm amazed that she managed to avoid every multi level marketing scheme got around. <laughs> that, I just think she could have been a walk up for the biathlon because like, can you ski? Yeah. Can you shoot? I'm American. Oh fucking. Yep. In you go. In you go. Yeah. So, um, she's off to New Zealand uh, to try and chase her dreams and yep. skeleton and uh, freestyle skiing halfpipe. Um, recalling her crushing defeat by Schwarzenegger in the race for governor, <laughs> Elizabeth- I wish he turned up in the skeleton too. He's like, I'm going to beat you in this also. <laughs> Elizabeth learned that big dreams take big budgets. Knowing that qualifying and going to the Olympics was an expensive task, Elizabeth set up a crowdfunding campaign. Now, everyone who's listening to this is very familiar with the internet. Um, so, if you're going to start a crowdfunding campaign, which site would you use? Let's say Kickstarter. Kickstarter. I'll start there. Yeah, or go Patre- fund, go Patreon, GoFundMe. Yeah, yeah. Rally me. Rally, Rally me. me. Never yeah. heard of it. Coming from Silicon Valley, um, all these degrees behind her, uh, she goes with Rally me. Now, this isn't really one for competition, so maybe she thought, <laughs> less, less people on there, maybe I'll get all the money. Um, so here's, uh, she decided to list what her expenses were on her GoFundMe page. Uh, skeleton ice and coaching fees for the season at Park City, 1200 Ski coaching fees, 2500 Travel expenses uh, from North America to Europe and uh, Oceania, 5000 Skeleton runners, which are steel blades, 200 to 700 each. Skeleton helmets, 650 New skis, 300 That's Race 650, fees. $650 for a helmet seems pretty cheap. 30 bucks for five to 10 races. The real winner of this one is her coach, and I don't know, maybe she did get caught up in a MLM <laughs> for some skiing equipment. Um, please check out the perks on the right-hand side. I'm giving everything from personalized postcards to a Venezuelan flag. Your name on my sled and more. If I don't receive all the funding, but still some, I'm still able to compete. Just not at all the tracks that I hope to. The more tracks that I compete at, the better position I am to earn earn more points, which will help to add to my world ranking. A world ranking will help determine the competitors for the 2018 Olympics. She receives zero dollars. Oh, can you kick in? Uh, you know. See, I, I would kick in a couple of bucks just to get my name on her skeleton. Uh, Mum and yes. Dad, you know, didn't kick yeah, in. Mum and Dad are like, fuck it. We we footed the bill for four degrees. <laughs> yeah, got nothing out of it. Post grad, like fuck it. Elizabeth went anyway. Of course she did. But she said the trip to New Zealand didn't go as expected. I was really excited to go there. She said I wasn't even sure I'd have the money to go until the day before I left. It's unsurprising that one. Um, after- uh, hang on, <laughs> not sure I'd have the money. Did she the day like, before? <laughs> did she rock up and buy a, buy a flight at the airport? I don't know what happened between her packing her bag and getting to the airport, but somehow she's found the cash to go to New Zealand. She's found someone that's traveling light, hopped in their suitcase, and just fucking hoped to survive. I reckon. Yep. She's probably gone out and got a pilot's license and found herself. <laughs> <laughs> so after the hectic travel, Elizabeth suffered yet another setback during practice. The day, the day before the competition, she fell in the half pipe and suffered a self-diagnosed calf muscle tear. Hold up. Were any of those degrees medical related? None. Uh, so a calf muscle tear, pretty serious. Yep. Would you not see a doctor? Well, not with you don't have any cash. That's <laughs> <laughs> New Zealand. She quotes, The next day was the most painful day of my life. I was able to ski a little bit, but I had to walk in ski boots, which was the most painful thing ever. I'm not used to getting injuries at all, which I'm grateful for. But, <laughs> but this, this calf injury is teaching me about recovery and making sure that I keep an open mind about what can happen. Sometimes there's nothing you can do about it. Tess reveals that she actually had a broken leg. Right. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, even with a calf tear or strain, yeah. skeleton is still viable. And I also thought, with a calf strain, isn't like the medical treatment for that ski boot? 
<laughs> it could be. Yeah, like, I think, uh, moon boot. Moon boot moon thing, boot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like you might have solved that one if it's still hurt. Or, yeah. or ice it, which, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You've, you've got the, the cure at your, yeah. at your disposal. But, but to be fair, a broken leg, ice ain't going to do dick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, alas, Elizabeth did not, com- did not qualify for the Olympics. I'm not really sure what I'm going to do after 2014, she said. I'll either be trying to make the 2018 Olympics or do something else for a while and then go picking back up my training again close to the Games. Want to get a fucking job? Well, you know, it's not like you've got to dedicate your life to Olympic Games. <laughs> it's, it's an amateur sport, you know. It's just a, a solid pre-season, good attitude, and go get after them. And if anyone should know, she should, that there are other options out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's, she's qualified in those too. How fucking bad is the economic outlook and the job prospects in the US that someone with four degrees and everything has gone, fuck it, I'd rather be a winter Olympic athlete. Yep, yep. Trump's done wonders for that, though. Yeah. Um, so, in 2010, at the age of 25, while practicing her skeleton skills in Utah, Elizabeth decided to learn how to ski. So this is going back a bit. Hold up. 2010. Okay, 2010. So, You've gone back in time. Yeah, back in okay. time. But she, she already has her Olympic dream here. Yes. Like, and she's decided, I want to compete. It turns out in the uh, half pipe on skis. Yeah. And then she's yeah. gone, probably... I should learn to ski first. Yes, that's exactly right. Despite the fact that her competitors would literally have been skiing since they were two or three years old. So she's been competing in a winter sport. The skeleton doesn't even know how to ski. ski doesn't know how to ski. Has no idea how to ski. I, I feel like this should should have been maybe something you, you, you treat as uh, urgent. Or like just a you know, fundamental skill, you know, like study. Yeah, like the, at the very least, if you're going to, say, Sochi for the Olympics, getting from A to B would be much easier on skis. Yeah. Like just as a, a pure transport aspect. And, I mean, not compete with just learning how to ski. She was focused from day one, 2010, on competing in the women's freestyle ski half-pipe event. God yeah. fucking... That's... <coughs> I didn't learn to snowboard till I was 30s. Shit. And Wasting your time, then. You should be off in Sochi. Off in Korea. Did I... I actually, uh, a few mate of mine, uh, mates of mine and I were in the same boat. We all learned at the same time. Yeah. And um, we we actually videotaped ourselves traveling up Mach 5 down this fucking mountain and then through the terrain park and everything. And at the time, you're just like, fuck, I was flying. It was brilliant. You know, I got some air. It was great. You look at the video and it's like, it was the shittiest <laughs> thing ever. Like, you, you are slow as balls and you're getting overtaken by four-year-olds. We're just pointing the board down the mountain and mocks 28. <laughs> and then they're getting, like, three metres up in the air and doing spins and you're just sort of like, oh, you had both ends of the board off the ground. But you had fun. I did. Look, <laughs> it looked a bit shit. Though. So, in 2015, Elizabeth decided to switch her focus to free, freestyle half-pipe skiing. Gives up the skeleton. This time, she decided to compete under the flag of her mother's native country, Hungary. Hungary. Of course. Why would just why would, no continuity in this in this career? Well, I, I do imagine Hungary too has a, a less than stellar Winter Olympic record. Well, Hungary had never had a skier enter the Olympics in the half pipe event. I, I'm, I'm not surprised. So again, faced zero competition to yep. actually you know be the best in her nation. I mean, on the positive side, she's probably the flag bearer. Yeah, I, I think she probably was actually. She's probably fucking lonely. Um. So, just like the skeleton, the half-pipe event required qualification through results in the half-pipe season. Top 30 finishes were required to gain qualification. Once again, Elizabeth needed a budget to fund her dream. <laughs> this time, she decided to set up a crowdfunding campaign. Now, which site does she use? It, well, I mean, the last one failed with um, Rally Me. Yep. So, mm-hmm. she's never wanted to go in the same well twice. 
She goes back to Rally Me. Rally Me, yes. Yep. She's Rally Me, yes. <laughs> did, did she have shares in this fucking joint? <laughs> I'm not sure, but a uh, few little excerpts from her Rally Rally campaign, Rally Me campaign. Um, I would love to represent Hungary in freestyle. Oh, first off, she starts off with whatever is hello in Hungarian. Um, she's, no, she's Hungarian now. Um, I would love to represent Hungary in freestyle ski halfpipe during the 2018 Olympic Games in Pyeongchang, South Korea. Competing in the Olympics has been a lifelong dream for me, and I'm now proud to represent Hungary, a country in which I have family heritage. <laughs> and never been yeah, to. Never been to, not from there, but I have heritage in there. I feel like she's got a professional wrestler's background as well, because you know they pick the hometown. It's just, yep. ah, that one. Yep. Never been there, that'll do. The video on this page highlights my summer ski cross-training this year. Please check it out. I will definitely post this on our Facebook and Twitter right. page, because it is glorious. Now, does it involve snow? No. <laughs> oh, God, fucking it damn. It does not. <laughs> so, let, let's just... I want to hear more about this, because I don't have the video in front of me. Yeah, no, we'll just watch it. Trust okay. me. It's, it's fucking hilarious. It involves rollerblading, um, <laughs> uh, pools... So, uh, so, it's the start of Magnum PI. Trampolines and ice skating. Right. Um, this is a rap video. It is glorious. It is glorious. When, when I saw it, I thought someone was just taking the piss. Uh, it's actually her official video for it. <laughs> um, <coughs> this is- why I'm raising funds. The funds will be used to cover the cost of training, equipment, my current skis are three seasons old, and travel to competitions. Outside of my athletic training, though I work full-time, I still need additional funding to make each season happen. Hold up, she works full-time, so she actually did get a job. She's doing something, yes. Yeah. She could still be in Silicon Valley, for all I know. I don't know. I hope she's like something, like a neurosurgeon or some shit. Yep. I competed on the World Cup for two seasons and just barely missed earning a spot at the 2014 Olympics. Yeah, I Def- think she just barely missed competing on the... Yeah, I was going to say, defined just barely, as in there were people, they were selected, uh, I am a people too. Yeah. She barely missed out on the Olympic team, just like Strawny barely missed out on making All-Australian. <laughs> Whether I'm freestyle skiing during the winter, ski water ramping in the summer, in the gym, I'm consistently trying to do something. I believe this. This okay. is true. I do believe she's consistently trying to do something. And she says that she's in the best shape ever leading up to the 2018 Olympics. Again, I can buy into that. She goes on to thank her, her sponsors who have so far helped make her success in freestyle skiing happen. So her sponsors are like Sony Ooh. or... Uh, I think... She, no, she's Burton. being honest there. Yep. I like to thank my sponsors. None. None. Fuck them. Yes. No, Thumbtack. 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 Not oh, sponsors. Sorry. Literally, they pay her wage for a job that she completes. <laughs> <laughs> right. So her okay. employer. So... For all her efforts, uh, all her awesome promo videos, which I'll put up on Facebook, she made ten dollars. Well, I, <laughs> I'd throw cash her way she's just going for somewhere. Ten dollar improvement. I feel like she could have just done an it's AMA good. on Reddit. It was a good and effort. Got more than that. She actually, if she had have taken payment in Reddit Gold, she yeah. probably would have done all right. Elizabeth went anyway. This is one determined bitch. I reckon. So, unlike Skeleton, however, um, many of the World Championship events didn't actually field thirty competitors allowing Elizabeth to consistently qualify in the top 30 <laughs> by selecting events that weren't attended by the best participants due to classes, clashes in schedule. So she can now uh, list default as one of her sponsors. <laughs> exactly. Fair, I've seen the same technique at the Masters Games. This is true. Oh, yeah. This is the Olympics, though. Is there, uh, is there anyone over 90 years old committing? Nope, I'm a fucking shoe-in. So, in the 2015-16 season, she competed in 160 events with a highest place finish of 31st. Oh. <laughs> so she still didn't finish top 30? No, didn't make it. Oh, I thought uh, she had a chance. So uh, she didn't complete the course sometimes. Undeterred, 2016-17, she ups the ante, goes into 166 of six events, highest finished place of 34th. So the, of 52 weeks of the year, being a winter event, I assume there it only she goes travel. for maybe six months if you're you know traveling both sides of the world or whatever. Yep. So she's doing one every day, really. 
That's a lot More of. Or less. That's a very big commitment to be mediocre. It is. And yeah, I, I feel like just by competing that often, she should be getting better. And after trying harder and then going worse the second year, yes. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe three more people in the world decided to go for the Olympics. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Maybe you know. Um, maybe so. learn, maybe learning to ski was a, an option she'd have taken up. She should have. Prior. But, you know, she didn't have the time for that. Um, so yeah, qualification not looking <coughs> good for Elizabeth. Not looking good at all. However, 2017, 2018. This season, she begins to see some results from her hard work and also a decision to go to way more obscure places that were still <laughs> world-ranked events. To be fair, she didn't decide to Tonya Harding anyone in the kneecaps. No, mainly because the events that she went to, the best athletes didn't go to. Of course. Um, so her best finish came at Secret Garden in China when she finished 13th out of 15 competitors. A 13th place finished. Yes. Two competitors fell during their runs. Well, of course. I, so what you're saying is that we could have qualified for the Olympics in that, seeing that, and probably 15 more people. Absolutely could have. I've told a lot of people that I am fifth in the world in my category in jiu-jitsu, yes. in my division, because at the last World Championships, there was only four that competed. Yeah. So 13th out of 15th at Seagull Garden in China. However, during that same time, all the top athletes were uh, competing in the US Grand Prix at Copper Mountain or on the paid Mountain Dew Tour. Yes. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Um, now, uh, obviously, Elizabeth knew she's not very good. Um, the biggest threat to Elizabeth's Olympic dream, besides talent and competition, uh, was falling. So, gravity. Gravity. Gravity was a motherfucker to her. That's right. Her biggest challenge was staying upright. Um, uh, we've all been there. Look, doesn't matter. Elizabeth had a solid plan to uh, prevent this. I hope it includes Viagra. Just don't do any tricks. <laughs> no tricks yep okay this is one thing where the coaching paid off yep because <laughs> he doesn't know any tricks so alright Elizabeth just stay up right don't do any tricks and yeah we've got a good chance complete the course yeah well just, to be fair it's the old uh, was it Jackie Stewart to finish first first you have to finish well this is, this is exactly right except uh, she wasn't trying to finish first no she was just no. trying to finish at all she's trying to finish 30th so a little bit about how we actually choose uh, worldwide who's going to Olympics um each nation is, is limited to a maximum of four competitors, and they each have to c- c- have to qualify. Um, some countries don't have four that actually qualify. Um, some get injured, uh, unable to c- try and go for the qualifications. Some yep. qualify and don't actually get injured before the Olympics. I feel like four is excessive because in the Summer Olympics, it's only two. <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, Winter Olympics not as many popular, not as popular as, as Summer. Um, uh, USA is a powerhouse in there. They actually had six people qualify, but yep. I can only send four. Um, yeah, so each, each team's maximum of four people. Uh, FIS, uh, Federal International Skiing Federale, you know. Of course, fuck, uh, yes. Judge Steele Spence was quoted as saying, the field is not that deep in the women's pipe and she went to every World Cup where there were only 24, 25 or 28 women. She would compete in them consistently over the last couple of years and sometimes girls would crash so she would not end up dead last. Because of all these factors, the list of invited qualified skiers eventually fell all the way down to Elizabeth. Yep. So she didn't get deep pipe, so she profited. Elizabeth is going to the Olympics. Right. So she's done it by the uh, quantity rather than quality. She's method. got there. She's got there. Hard work pays off. There you have it. <laughs> um, now, <clears throat> Elizabeth, who, who was still working in Silicon Valley, realized that sponsorship would be hard to come by to fund her Olympic dream. So she needed to amass a healthy budget to send her to South Korea. Using her Silicon Valley prowess, she started a crowdfunding campaign. See, I thought you were going to say she became a, a diplomat or something to North Korea. Yeah. Which, which, which page is she? Okay, yeah. She's rally, rally me. Rally <laughs> She's still oh, using rally damn me. girl. Now, to everyone's surprise, she actually attracted eight sponsors, and they in total added 
dollars. <laughs> <laughs> to Olympic Dream. So she could pay the cab. <laughs> I actually uh, checked this recently, and somehow after Olympics, it's actually attracted 16 sponsors, and she's got $1,050. Well, she's there. So, why yeah. do we make it 17? Let's throw Eight. 10 of her way. She's halfway towards 2000, <laughs> 2022 Olympics. So, yeah, on to the Olympics. Um, there were mixed feelings about Elizabeth from the other athletes in the village. Um, <laughs> there's, okay. actually, there's actually an AMA on Reddit from a, an unknown Olympian, but it was verified by the mods. Yeah. And they were talking about who was the least, yeah. you know, least popular person in the village. Um, she was only slightly more popular than the Russian athletes, who had <laughs> all been banned for cheating. Yeah. Athletes from Russia. Yeah. Um, but I feel like she hasn't yet discovered the Commonwealth Games. So she she might find oh. out she's actually from Port Moresby, three generations removed. All she has to do is try, I don't know, maybe she's a quarter native in Canada or something. Yep. Um, so, in an interview at the final practice of four qualification runs commence, Elizabeth was asked what her goals were for these Olympics. I'm just trying to do the best for myself and represent Hungary as best I can. I really hope to inspire others in Hungary to take yeah. up freestyle skiing, and I hope that contributes to a greater number of people out there freestyle skiing. I hope this interview went, I just hope to represent... <laughs> hungry. Hung, hungry, hungry, as best I can. It's like that Simpsons episode where it's the Beatles or Rolling Stones or something. They're like, yeah. hello, and it looks at the back of the yeah. guitar. <laughs> Springvale. <laughs> I, I don't think her endorsement would have added to the um, the profits of the ski resorts in Hungary. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I say that not knowing a lot about the uh, ski resorts in Hungary. But I feel confident... You can say something else you have in common with... <laughs> yeah. I, I feel with confident that they're not exactly the Alps. Yes. Uh, well, you know, not exactly the Swiss Alps anyway. Well, the, the rumour was that um, before she was told she was qualifying, obviously she had to go to Hungary, and she didn't expect to qualify because obviously a lot of people had to fail. Uh, she went over there with a coat, a passport, and no luggage packed for the Olympics. Oh, wow. Now, Elizabeth, coming from a prestigious skeleton career... I'm not sure if anyone actually told her that freestyle half-pipe skiing isn't actually a race. Right. Um, she successfully right. finished her first run, completing no tricks and clocking the fastest time. Well done. <laughs> so she's won something. In well, fact, it, it, it's something to hang a hat on. She didn't even clear the lip of the half-pipe. <laughs> so she <just laughs> she's gone straight down the middle? <laughs> she, she's gone out the walls a little bit. But, oh, you know, wow. Was she sitting down at the time? <laughs> she was definitely... She did build a snowman. Yeah. She would have been doing the downhill run better. Um, maybe she hasn't heard about the one yet. Actually, just randomly, I just uh, found out there's about six different ski resorts in Hungary. Really? So, uh, so maybe she wasn't aware of this. She could have actually trained in Hungary. And probably for a bit cheaper than in the US. I wonder which one was a home ski resort. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, so it's time for Elizabeth's second run. So you get two runs in the qualifying stage. With the dreams of children's freestyle skiing across Hungary on the line, <laughs> Elizabeth made the decision to go for it. With national pride in her heart and a moderate amount of speed underneath her skis, Elizabeth sailed up the incline of the half pipe and attempted a trick. Okay. Now, was this trick something like the stall? We, um, let's face it, we know how this trick ends. What was the trick? This trick was, was known to insiders as the alley-oop, where a skier ascends the incline of the half-pipe wall, facing forward. Both skis leave the comfort of the snow and in the process complete a 180-degree turn and then return to the vert facing forward. Now, right. in any other sport, this is called turning. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, or 180. You know, yes. Whatever. So okay. If this was Olympic diving, it'd be the pin drop. That's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Yes. Or the pike. Usually this is called a fucked up. 
So a difficulty rating of nothing. I like that she's gone to like the NBA dunk contest and shot a three. <laughs> or, a free throw. Oh yeah, from the free throw line. It's No, no, it's a free throw. It's a free, it's a free throw. throw. <laughs> Best two out of three. Elizabeth scored 30 and 31.4 respectively. This still left her 13.6 points behind 23rd place Dane Layla Free Sailing, who slipped on both runs. <laughs> I, I, I feel like that's fair. I feel like ambition needs to count here. Like uh, Octagon Control was uh, where she struggled. <laughs> Elizabeth failed to qualify for the finals. What? Yep. Despite the obviousness of this, she was heartbroken. <laughs> I, I, I feel like her expectations were set unnaturally high with her early uh, educational achievements. It's a bit like the Brisbane Lions being disappointed in the round 23. That, <laughs> no, no, did I, we make it? Did we make I, it? I, I think it's more like uh, the VFL team being disappointed they didn't make it to the AFL grand final. It's like uh, was it Jake Butcher actually wrote a Brownlow medal speech. <laughs> John Butcher. John yes. Butcher, yeah. Uh, so, heartbroken uh, after, after having dedicated countless years, and by countless I mean three, to achieving freestyle skiing success. Speaking afterwards about her exit, Elizabeth said, I didn't qualify for the finals, so I'm really disappointed with that, but I worked really hard for several years to achieve this. And by several, she means three. Yes. I, I, I just wonder what the others were... Because like, with these sort of things, when they're talking to the media, they're normally surrounded by other athletes and other media and other people. And she's like, it took me three years to get here and everyone else is like motherfucker it took me three years to get my skis broken in well the gold medalist was actually asked what she thinks about Libus Swainy and <laughs> oh god to, to summarise she said I believe that anyone who puts in as much dedication hard work as I have to get here deserves uh, the success they get Elizabeth did not put in as much hard work <laughs> as she did. Was it a deliberate backhand, do you think? Uh, I think it was a very well placed uh, I won the gold medal I don't give a fuck yeah. uh, comment uh, to continue Elizabeth's quote I don't think I've ever been satisfied with my half-pipe runs, and I don't think a lot of skiers are, she said. I haven't been as confident as I wanted to be to go higher out of the pipe, or out of the pipe, <laughs> and just really go for these bigger tricks. But I, I, Look, fair, but I do think that um, that's like me not being satisfied with my Formula One results. Yes. Uh, because Just because I drove around Albert Park during the, the summer. Yeah. Elizabeth actually took umbrage to a lot of comments that people made about her runs. Right. Um, I actually had three tricks in my second run. <laughs> did she count dabbing as a trick? She did two alley-oops. If you remember, alley-oop is turning. Yes, yes. Well, I'll, I'll, well, be, I'll be fair. I probably could not do an alley-oop because I can't ski at all. But However, if I competed in about 3,000 events that she seems to... I reckon... You would have learned one by accident? I, well, you'd probably just randomly pick something up. Just like at least... Some like a dab is something. What was her third trick? Did she do like rabbit out of the hat? Or? Oh, hang on, she's not finished on the alley oops yet. Oh, okay. I did one on the left wall and one on the right wall. Oh, yeah, but that's two. That's two. So and that's, <laughs> she did clockwise and anti-clockwise, and a three sixty at the end. I think she was oh. talking about you know when you cross the line and then you like yeah, you, you turn around. Yeah, <laughs> I never told her that doesn't count. So a pirouette, pretty much. This 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 is uh, rather lackluster. For uh, some of the half pipe, I, I think you spotted. I think you spotted. A, you spotted the fault there, Josh. Well, well done. 
So, it's a little strange to hear that I did one trick or zero tricks. <laughs> <laughs> They're off by two. <laughs> yeah. It's like a, skate, a skateboarder counting, counting Ollie in as a trick. This is like a little child saying, watch me, mummy, no, watch me, and no, no, doing no. something yeah. shit. This is like when you ask somebody in cricket how many runs they scored and they count the buys <laughs> and leg buys. <laughs> no, that's just veteran. <laughs> but Elizabeth does concede. I can't understand where people are coming from. At the same time, I'm always trying to do my best, she said. I never had a plan to do the run I did. I wanted to do more than that. Hang I mean, on, hang on. Never had the plan to do the run. What stopped her? Well, I, I don't think she really planned to attempt uh, 360 at the end. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been by I accident. I think that was an accident. <laughs> it, it is one of those things where you can try that sort of shit and then stick it and you're like, holy fuck, I actually landed this shit. <laughs> when asked about, you know, if she achieved her goals with, with you know, if she wanted to make her run proud of the Olympics and, you know, inspire yeah. Hungarians. She's probably still the highest achieving Hungarian... <clears throat> Uh, freestyle skier, I'm guessing. She's the only one. And yeah, yes, there you go. she's the highest achieving. I want to inspire others in Hungary and the world to become involved in freestyle skiing. Maybe, perhaps, I'm the bridge to those who want to get started in the life of freestyle skiing, and I want to show people that, yeah, it's possible to get involved in freestyle skiing through a variety of backgrounds. To be honest, I, I feel like she's achieved that because I can't ski, and yet her story tells me that with three years and some very shitty crowdfunding and a passport. I'm- and a passport, which I do have. Oh, a chance at the Olympics. And I mean, a bridge is something you walk over to get to where you need to go. Um, yeah. So if you're looking at doing freestyle skiing, all you have to do is walk over Elizabeth to compete next year. So, <laughs> okay. Um, I, I feel like uh, about now I can throw out a challenge to Sean White. Uh, I know he does snowboard. He can still probably ski better than me. He, he probably crashes a lot more often too, so you yep. know, just stay on your feet. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, so in skis, me and you, Big, uh, big Tomato, we're going at it. Sweeney told readers... I want to show others that freestyle skiing is, po- is possible and it is never too late to get into the sport. Uh, I, I think people have already... She's showing that it's possible. It's possible, exactly yes. right. Yes. So it, that it is possible. This is a sport. It can that, be done. Isn't that kind of like showing people the world is round? I feel like that was like the cameraman's job too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did, was anyone not believing in uh, freestyle skiing? That, did they think it was like a... Uh, a myth. A, a myth <laughs> or some sort of Hollywood <laughs> trick? She also wants to show that it's never too late to get into the sport and to help others to dream and to progress the sport in Hungary. Yeah, I, I, I can believe that she has been the primary mover in uh, freestyle skiing in Hungary. I, I, I am on board with that. Uh, and also the not ever too late thing. I, I feel like it's a mixed message because on one way she is showing that in later in life, uh, just the fact you haven't been exposed to something ever doesn't mean you can't uh, pursue that something as a goal. But also... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You can pursue as hard as you like and still be shit. Hungary didn't agree. 
We, the Hungarian Olympic Committee, have to learn the lessons from this case. <laughs> and we must consider rethinking our nominational procedures, a Hungarian spokesman told readers via email. <laughs> right. In fact, the FIS are already planning on changing the rules for qualification for all their Olympic sports. Philippe Bellinger, who is the head judge at Freestyle Skiing Events, said that the FIS is considering proposals to shrink the number of open positions available for Olympic competitors. This would, that would require Olympians to harvest more than the minimal points awarded just for showing up and not falling at the World Cup contest. I feel like uh, something as simple as can you ski down this mountain would have solved this. Like uh, hold the uh, hold the half pipe event halfway down the slope, and if they can get from the chairlift, or actually no, fuck it, if they can get off the chairlift without falling. Just do a trick. Yeah. Yeah. A trick. That's something. And chair, to be fair, getting on the chair is fucking hard. By that, we will make the points a bit higher, Bellinger continues. So in that case, you are going to need a better placement in each World Cup to not just make it to the games, but to stay on the World Cup circuit. This is not deterred Sweeney. No. <laughs> I, I did not expect it would, to be with, honest. With Elizabeth saying um, on people doubting her, it actually motivates me to improve more. <laughs> Did she get worse? <laughs> I worked really hard to come here, and there are only 24 women in the world that could be in this final. <laughs> so I use this as motivation. I, I, I like the fact she considers herself then part of the top 24. Well, this sentiment is actually backed up by a coach. She, she has a coach. Is, yes. it, is, it, yes. Ed, is it Edmund? Well, <laughs> no. He's the free ski and snowboard program director at Park City Ski and Snowboard. Yes. Okay. He says, her persistence is probably her biggest strength. I disagree. I think probably study, research, and um, <laughs> software engineering recruitment is now, probably her biggest, big strength. biggest strength. Now, how, how many athletes uh, was he there coaching? I'm, I'm going to round it up to the nearest well, one. I'll tell you what. And say one. No, I'll say zero, but he was coaching one person. But athlete exactly. is a stretch. I'll call her an athlete. And I mean, we've seen what Elizabeth paid for her coaching fees, yeah. so at least mm. he could afford to go there. You know what I mean? Um, so she's always there, and she's gone to all the World Cups, and she's put in the time and the miles. She has made some significant improvements on the water ramp, but wasn't necessarily able to take those tricks to the snow. Right. Um, so yeah. yep. So she she turned up to the snow. Yeah. Now, um, have, having not really practiced her tricks on snow. Never. And um, Didn't do them in water either. Again, this and is, then decided, I, I'm not going to even attempt <laughs> them. This is becoming dangerously close to cool runnings again. Now, yeah. I, I, I kind of feel that at the very least attempting a trick when you are getting judged on yep. your tricks is is probably something you want to do if you want to achieve anything when i was playing sport um the person who always showed up to training always showed up to the games tried their best they got a team spirit award yeah they didn't get to go to the fucking olympics yeah hazel continues she got herself in shape she really, really worked out and she's more fit she's been tenacious on the risk side of things we'd like to see her take some more risks so so <laughs> hold up she we didn't get she, to do some of the things we wanted. She was fit. Her her no. her, gen, her qualification to go to the Olympics was I got in shape. No, her qualification to go to the Olympics was she could read how many people were competing in an event. Yes, she she schemed away and said like she wanted to be an inspiration. Now, I don't know how many people watched the Sydney Olympics and went, I'm going to take up swimming because Eric the Eel made it to the Olympics. I mean, you look at Michael yeah. Phelps. Um, shit, he even inspired stoners to take up swimming. <laughs> um, no, really- nobody watches Glenn McGrath and goes, fuck, I want to be a batter. <laughs> no. Yep. I, I really hope that stoners did take up swimming just to say hey man we can do that shit to get in the pool it's like I'm fucking downing uh, so yeah that's the story of uh, Elizabeth um, in the 2018 Winter Olympics a little uh, post note to that one she actually wasn't the only one who was uh, 
a shoo-in for the Olympics due to default. It's actually a Tongan fella who actually participated in the 15-kilometer cross-country skiing event. Right. <laughs> First time skiing? First time skiing, yep. Started skiing yep. three months ago. He practiced on um, roller, wi- roller boards on sand, yep. <laughs> and he said that was fucking terrible. He actually... <laughs> it was it was 30, 34-year-old Peter Taufatofua. Uh, he carried a flag for Tonga because he's the only person there. Didn't wear a shirt in the snow. Beautiful. Because, you know, shirts are for fucking pussies. Does he have like a shit ton of tattoos? No, none actually. Oh. Uh, he's only been competing for skiing for three months. Fuck knows where. Had two goals. Number one, finish before they turn the lights off. I <laughs> <laughs> mean, Peter, Peter's forgiven for the, thinking that Kim Il-sung has that much control in Korea that he decides when the sun sets. <laughs> and number two, don't hit a tree. Peter achieved both those goals. Oh, well done. I thought you were going to say one out of two. Honestly, <laughs> pretty well done. I'm, I'm willing to accept that as a win. He managed to beat four competitors. Wow. Who um, I think he used a branch or a stick or something. I'm not really <laughs> sure. Um, one of them was from Colombia. Other one was from Mexico. Two others, fuck knows where they're from because they didn't finish. So <laughs> Colombia and Mexico got beaten. They're, they're fucking dead. He actually competed in the Rio Olympics in Taekwondo as well. So of maybe he just kicked the shit out of them. It could, could have been. And that's the story of Little Sweeney. Wow. Wow. Well, that's... that's Rather uh, an impressive, uh, the most effort I've ever seen put into mediocrity. And our podcast. (laughs) Yeah, to be honest, that's the most homework you've ever done, like podcast or... It literally is. Degree or no. I mean, I just got so wrapped in the story that I just went down rabbit holes. I was like, holy shit, no way, I can't get better than that. You spent more time researching her four degrees than your one. Yes, yes, well, two. All right, um, have we got time to go through the footy? No, pretty much. Uh, Not that's, really. that's now. We're done. <laughs> all right. All right uh, yeah, we'll leave it there. So, right. yeah, there's footy on this week. Yep, uh, which we'll do in the next podcast. All right. All right. All right. See all right. ya. Peace.